another day, another FBL pod. Jack, how's it going? Joshy boy, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, we're sort of mid-game week, aren't we? Mid-game week 21, so in a kind of state of weird limbo. Uh, And that, as well as the fact that there's a FA Cup weekend coming up, so I'm kind of feeling a bit of, kind of a relaxed state. I feel in purgatory, Josh, that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm in a kind of neither here nor there state. So, yeah. But generally, good. You know, I had a good Christmas and that. We haven't really haven't done one since Christmas, have we? So, yeah. Yeah, had a good time. How are you doing? Yeah, same as you, really. Just getting in those post-Christmas vibes. From an FBL perspective, I agree with you completely. Like, we've had the madness of just a game what felt like every other day. And then now we've got the longest game week in the world. Like, what the hell's going on? So, yeah, um, so yeah it's just that kind of just complete opposites, isn't it, of, of what we've had recently. But, hey, we can all take a breath. It's all good. Yeah, I need a breath as well. It wasn't, it wasn't madness in a good way either. Like, <laughs> normally, I really like the Christmas period, but because there were so many factors, it was just sort of, you know, cancellations here, rotation there, AFCON here. You know, it was just... Yeah, I didn't enjoy it from an FPL game week. From an FPL perspective, it wasn't a very Merry Christmas for me. But yeah, yeah. so it's always burned in my head as I was like trying to plan for those game weeks. Is right before them all, we sat down and recorded a pod, and you were like, This is where the active managers like really (laughs) make a difference. Like, it's never better. And I was just thinking, and a load of red arrows during the The lesson was don't do anything. Yeah, it really <laughs> did did not come to play, did it? Yeah, it was that was yeah. What can you say? What can you do? Yeah. But on we go. Yeah. There's always the next game week. And this game week, Josh, how are you? We won't dwell on it because we're mid-game week recording this. So we've got a whole week until the next, the final fixtures in the game week, because it's a, a little double week. So how are you getting on and who have you got left to play? Yeah, I mean, a bit of a meh week for me so far so I'm on 40 points but obviously still got a lot of skin in the West Ham game like Antonio captain so great to see him bag that goal against Palace but really hoping that he comes and returns with even more points um, against Norwich so yeah, had Kufal as well that was the kind of West Ham double up that I had for this week annoyed he didn't get the clean but you know I, it was a kind of replacement for the medium term for James as well. So I kind of felt like killing two birds of one stone with that move. If he doesn't do it this game week, then you know I've kind of got him for the next few anyway um, to get rid of James to have that play and defender. But yeah, the Arsenal boys were disappointing, obviously tough for them against City. Um, Liverpool, decent returns, you know, returns to Salah and Trent, Jota as well. And then the Gallagher not playing was annoying. And then really, it's just, it was just a scramble for the, for the rest, really. Um, got Livermento coming in as well. So hopefully, if he can bring back something, that'll bring me up the ranking a little bit. But yeah, waiting on that West Ham game. That West Ham-Norwich game is, is the one, I think, the make or break. Yeah, it's, it's a big one. And most, most active managers have got, if they haven't captained a West Ham player, they've certainly got a couple of them. Um, with Bowen and Antonio being the being the big ones, aren't they? So yeah, you've gone with Antonio. I've gone with Bowen. Um, Antonio's edging him at the moment. 
but we'll yeah we'll see um what about you hit me yeah yeah much similar man similar so you're waiting on that west ham game with Bernard antonio sitting on 48 points which is pretty good but that's that so sitting on 52 points but with a minus four um yeah yeah we did who did i bring in i can't remember so yeah brought in bought in antonio and bowen for king and bernardo for the minus four so that's sort of paid off already which is good uh, got Cody coming enough. Got Cody and Dennis coming off the bench because Gallagher um, and Watkins didn't play. So that's seven points coming on. So I can't complain. I was pretty pleased with that Wolves clean sheet against United. And yeah, everyone else just sort of ticking over, really. So nothing, nothing too crazy to report. But I guess in the next pod we could do a full summary of how the week went. So let's not dwell yeah. on this too much. But Josh, we should have said before I jumped in. It's a spe- it's kind of a little bumper special today, isn't it? It's a su- I'm kind of looking forward to it. What are we doing today? Well, it's kind of a late Christmas present, really. We're going to do a little special theme. We're going to take the normal layout, rip it up, tear it up, chuck it in the bin. Going to cover one thing, and that is we're going to look. It's like a mid-season review. That's how I how I'd put it. We're going to look at all the FPA, all the teams, sorry, in the Prem. And we're going to rank them. You're going to give a Jack grade and I'm going to give a Josh grade. And that is, you know, academic grading. So A, B, C, D, E, or an F for failure, if they've been terrible. Yeah, I left out the E, I should have said. Did I? Did yeah, you give some E's? It makes it two. I haven't given any E's. I thought. What does E even mean? I mean, exactly. you've got an F. If you've got an E, you've got an F, haven't you? Exactly. I mean, really, if you've got a D, you've basically got an F. That was yeah. my growing up. I couldn't come home with a D. <laughs> I could not come home with a D. Uh, yeah, but so yeah, gonna grade them and should say we're grading them on their FPL performance, not their that's it, you know, performance in terms of where they are in the, the league at the moment, the Premier League table. Um, so yeah, very subjective. We'll see if we, how what we differ on that's going to be interesting and how harsh we've been on these teams. Well, yeah, yeah, the differences between our grades that all you know serve up some juicy content for you listeners. Bit of a disagreement on there because the first time of the feedback we've had, Josh, we agree too much. I've heard that yeah. from a couple of people. We're too agreeable with each other. So maybe kind this will stoke the fires a bit. Of you know, I'm hoping I've graded an A and you've graded a D for one of these teams, <laughs> although it probably won't be uh probably won't be the case. But yeah, like you said, the this isn't a how well are they doing in the league grading. This is a how good have they been for an FPL perspective for our team's grading. So, you know, you might get a team at the bottom of the table that's had a couple of superstars in that'll get a high grade or a team at the top of the table might be smashing it as a team, but not very useful for us from an FPL perspective for various reasons. So that's that's the spin on this episode. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, let's do it. Should we dive in, Josh? Should we dive in? in? So we'll so, do alphabetical. We're going to go alphabetical rather than league position order, I think. Should we do that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we've written it down alphabetical, so can't be to change now. But yeah, we'll do that. Um, let's. I'm just going to kick it off. I'm just going to go, Josh. First team up, we've got Arsenal. So let's start with you, Josh. How, how would you grade Arsenal from an FPL perspective so far at the halfway point? It looks like our agreeable natures. I can see the notes. We've given them a very similar grade, spoiler. But 
I've given them a B. Yeah, don't don't spoil my grades. Sorry, don't just sorry. stick to yours. No, I won't do that anymore. We've got to keep it's the just, tenterhooks of the listeners. We set it up. We set it up. Oh, we're going to disagree. As our man. first disagreement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why a B, Josh? Because I think they're not quite top tier in terms of their returns, but I think apart from maybe a stuttery start, they've given us so many exciting options now. So I've got Ramsdale. He's been great for quite a number of game weeks now after everyone got off of Sanchez as the kind of more budget goalkeeper right from the beginning. He's been amazing. A lot of save points. Defenders as well. They've given you loads of options. Um, you know, White was popular at the beginning. Tomiyasu, everyone else. Midfield, again, loads of options. And then recently, the strikers have been a little bit weak, but recently, you know, Lack has come out and been a decent option. So I think great options across the board. And the price really has been great. Like, that's the other thing. Like, you couple all of those options that have been giving us good output with the rest of the other assets from other teams, and they're, they're cheap. So, um, yeah, I think the price is what really bumped them up in my mind from a possible C to a B. Like, they're, they're definitely in the B bracket for me. Oh, really? That's interesting, because I was borderline A with them. I was oh. borderline A to B. And, yeah, so I've given them a B as well. Uh, I, I was borderline A and the only reason I didn't give an A was because really because of probably Aubameyang not, not having a complete disaster and the fact that you're, it's still not totally clear which midfielder you should go for. They're kind of sharing the points around Saka, ESR, Martinelli, Odegaard. Like there's no like one or two complete standout. These are the most, there's no Salah and Jota in there. So that's why why they didn't get an A for me. But yeah, I agree with your other points, man. They've been a I think after those first three games of disaster, they've absolutely killed it, haven't they? Um and again, those first three game weeks probably contributed to them not getting an A for me as well. But yeah, they've been great and they're looking like real, real um hot properties, especially I'd say especially the defenders, Tierney and Tomiyasu and Ramsdale. Looking good, looking very good. So I yeah, well done, them. Arsenal. If Go I on. Could criticize them. I'd say the lack of kind of captainable assets is a bit of a mm. concern because never have I really thought during the season I want to captain an Arsenal player, even no. when they've looked really hot because of what you said about not knowing who's going to do it. Um, that's a bit yeah. It's a strike against yeah. strike against Arsenal again. If Abamyang was was his old self, he'd be up there, wouldn't he, with that? And yeah, it's yeah. interesting because even though they're having a great season in the real world, compare them to Spurs, who are having a less good season, but you'd say Son and Kane are captainable, even though they're, they're not performing as well. So yeah, interesting one, that. Good criticism, Josh. Well done. Good. good. Next team on the list, my beloved Aston Villa, Josh. My boys. Your boys. My boys. Do you want me um, to go first again? Yeah, go on. Up? So actually, I was actually close to giving them an F, I have to say. Why have you given I them? I put in an F originally oh. and I thought I'm being way too harsh here and I changed well, it to a D. Okay. Um, and the, probably the only reason I didn't put an F was Watkins. Um, I think he's probably been the only half-decent pick for a prolonged pe- period of the season. But mm. before Gerard came in, it was like a bit of a shit show, wasn't it? Let's be honest. It was. Um, the start, yeah. I mean, the start of the season was all right. 
Ings kind of fired in a few and quite a few people had Ings in. But um, sorry, yeah, you're still, sorry, you're on your grade. No, I, yeah, it's, it's that really. You said it well at the beginning. I remember when we were talking from last year, we said maybe they're going to be good defensively and give us, you know, some some half-decent defensive assets. And, and Martinez, great pick last year, priced higher this year. And you called it. They've been leaky, leaky, leaky. Um, mm-hmm. Defensively, nothing there. The midfielders begins the best, but you say plays too deep. So, you know, we, people might pop their head up off the power pit and say, you know, Buendia's and, and people like that. But at the moment, it's like really only Watkins. And so you're right, man. Out. So that's why I thought, you know, no one scored big, big points. There's not a lot going on there. And yeah, that's what's just, just above an F for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. Thinking about it, yeah, I've given them a D as well. And maybe I've just been too kind to them because they're my team. You're right, apart from Watkins. Oh, yeah, they haven't been from an FPL perspective yet. I mean, they're not having, we're not having an awful, awful, awful season. You know, Gerard's really steadied the ship and turned us around, really, that Brentford loss aside. But, yeah, from an FPL perspective, it just the front three haven't really clicked. Coutinho coming in potentially. Let's see what happens there. Could be, could be good. But yeah, I've gone D as well. Disappointing, disappointing after last year. And with the signings, you'd have expected a lot more. So that's a big D for disappointing Villa. I'm afraid. Uh, moving on to Brentford, Josh. Brentford. I'll go first in this one. Should we mix? Should yeah. we keep mixing it? We'll keep. Mix we'll do up. a little. Do a little ladder uh, with each one. So Brentford. Yeah, I've gone a C for Brentford. So I've gone C because they. I mean, they're a promoted team. We didn't expect a lot of them, um, bar maybe Ivan Tony, who I would say is actually disappointed compared to what we expected of him. Um, as he was sort of the only standout guy. And then we had Mbwemo kind of flirting with being the new sort of Dallas or Lundstrom discount midfielder who would who would bring us home, but didn't quite deliver and then got injured. Um, but the stars of their sh- stars, stars within them have been the defense, really, um, who have done really well. So yeah, I mean, they're not bad. Most people have had Brentford players in their team. Um, and for a promoted team, that's a massive, uh, that's a compliment isn't it? For, for Brentford. But even so, if I was wildcarding today, I don't think I'd include any of them. I think they're on a bit of a downward trajectory, even though they beat Villa at the weekend. They weren't, they, like, we should have beaten them, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I'm not excited about Brentford for the second half of the season. So, yeah, I give them a C. What about you? Uh, the agreeableness continues, doesn't it? We've also given a, a C for competent. Yeah, they're. Yeah, I think w- when we look at we, you know, we both gave Arsenal Bs, we both gave Villa Ds, and Brentford naturally sit like almost midpoint between those. I would say, early season, you said that they were electric, right? Great price, great output. The defenders were not only getting clean sheets but getting goals as well. It was just it was a madhouse and. Mm. And Mbwemo, great. Tony returning a bit, but the disappointment was offset by like the the, the stats, the figures. We were like, this guy's going to do it. So there's so much excitement. And then we've just been showing a lot of disappointment recently. So 
if it wasn't for that early season, I think, you know, they would the score would be a lot lower. But um they're not they're not anywhere near good enough, consistent enough to be in the B bracket, I think. Um yeah. if it's funny, if we if we were probably kicking this on to an end of season review, if they stay like they are now for the rest of the season, then they probably will drop down to a D, wouldn't they, despite the early early electric start. Um yeah. but at the moment that's still fresh in the mind enough, I think, for to give them a C. So give them a chance to turn it around, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you're a Brentford fan, again, brilliant season so far, you'd have to say. But as an FPL manager, yeah, it's you take or leave them. Take or leave them. Um moving on to Brighton, Josh. We've got Brighton having a brilliant season for them in the real world. What have you given them for an FPL score? I kind of cheated on this one. I've given them a C plus. That is cheating. That, that is, is cheating. cheating. I know. I won't mention it again. I won't mention the plus. Again. But explain, explain why. Explain, explain your the plus. workings. I, I, the more I looked into it, I gave him a C straight off the bat. I was like, C, done. And then the more I looked into it, I was like, actually, they've been given a bit of a raw deal with a C, I think. Because, you know, Sanchez earlier in the year was the, the keeper. And Duffy or another, you know, defender, be it, be it like one of the starting defenders, were everyone had them in their team. Um, and they're not like the sexy picks. They were just the ones you had to have because everyone had them. Um, and, you know, recently, Cucurella's come out and has been great. And then Tross and Mope, Mope have been not amazing, but, you know, decent enough and scored enough points throughout the year at their price points. But we've talked about them relatively consistently. There's just no one's been explosive enough to take them to that to that B. But And the other thing I'd say is all their good assets have been transparent from the get-go. Like you, you look at their squad and you think, don't want that guy, want that guy, don't want that guy. Like you don't get lost in the madness of like six midfielders. You just, you know, midfield, oh, I want Trossard striker or Mope like it's it's a lot clearer with them isn't it yeah I mean yeah I take your point about the, the that kind of clarity with who the assets are which is a is a bonus um is a good thing for a team to have um I guess yeah, I, I know what you mean mate when I saw that like when I look back at the grade I've given them I thought oh maybe that is a bit harsh but because we've given them the same as Brentford but actually they're they're the classic example of what I gave at the start of this pod when I said um, sort of when we said that teams may be having a much better real world season than others, but may get a lower grade or the same grade. Cause I think Brighton are having a brilliant season, obviously, but looking at their FPL players, their FPL assets, like Sanchez, like you said, was the go-to keeper. He's the eighth highest goalie, highest scoring goalie, I think. Ninth, no, one, two, three, four, <laughs> seven, eight, nine. Ninth highest scoring goalie, which is a bit disappointing, really. Compare that to say Martinez last season, who was the same price. It's not; he hasn't really been been kind of a fine set and forget, but not a wow. Sanchez is killing it for me. Thanks, Sanchez. Um, you know, there's goalies above him that that have done a lot better, but. And the same with Morpay and Trossard. Like Trossard's the 20th highest scoring midfielder. That's yeah. fine, but probably not 
someone you're desperate to bring into your team. And more pay is doing a bit better, actually. He's the seventh highest scoring forward. But in a year with poor forwards, he's not someone who we've been clambering around to get, I would have said. He's not a, oh, he's a must, he's a must have in your team. So I think, yeah, I just don't think they're, from an FPL perspective, appetising enough to, to warrant a B. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm comfortable with my C, but I understand why you went with the C, the C plus for sure. For sure. Yeah, and there is there is recency bias in our minds, isn't there? It's like, yeah, you're right, Duffy was brilliant for quite a while, and I've sort of forgot that. Um, and Cucurella is is is, re- is a recent kind of a seems to be a recent flourisher. So yeah, there's going to be recency bias in this, isn't it? It's 20 weeks ago, people. Give us a break. <laughs> Come on. Give us a break. Uh, cool. So that's Brighton. Burnley, bringing in Burnley. Uh, nice I've you, got yeah. Let's go to me. So I've gone with a D for Burnley, and I'm wondering why it's not an F because. And I think the reason is Cornet is Cornet, and maybe some of the defenders, Tark and me, because I don't think they've done that badly, but I could be wrong there. Um, so I mean, yeah, they're nowhere near. They're not on the list at all of high scoring defenders. So I take that back completely. <laughs> oh dear, well prepped this pod, well prepped. But yeah, I mean, this could easily be an F. They're not, they're Burnley, aren't they? I think I've put them as a D because I didn't expect anything from them anyway. And they've kind of delivered on the, you know, they've taken the, you remember at GCSE where you'd take a paper that was A to, there was like weirdly A to D papers and then C to E, C to F papers that were easier. That some kids took. I think Burnley take that C to F paper every year. So, and they've got a D and they've done what I expected of them, which is the middle of the road of that lower grade paper. So, yeah, maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. And, and maybe an F would have been better for them because apart from Cornet, who's been injured, Chris Wood hasn't really done it this year like he has done previously. Pope's not been as good and he's a bit more expensive. Yeah, McNeil's not done it, even though people say he will every year. So, yeah, maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong with a D. What have you graded them? As when I took my Villa angst and I took it out on Burnley, so I've given them an F. Same colour kits. Same colour kits. Yeah, I was just wanted to Claren blue F. That's what I wanted to go. (laughs) But yeah, I I literally for the exact reasons that you just said, the assets that you thought could be good potentially at the beginning of the year have been massive disappointments, and there's just no no one have done it like Cornet. Yeah, he's been the one when you look at the Burnley team, he's the one you look at. But when you compare him to the other similar, you know, assets around his price point stuff, he's nowhere near them, I don't think. Yeah. Um, so I think he he's not even the good of a bad bunch. He's just like the mediocre of a bad bunch. Um, so yeah, it was uh it was an F. I was looking forward to unleashing that F as well, you know, right from the beginning. So they were the first ones I got to. So I was like, boom. F. Got your F stamp out. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've got a leg to stand on, really. You're right. Your your F is is better. Sorry, Burnley. But Sorry, Burnley. We're, we're going with Josh's F for you there. Uh, Chelsea. Interesting one, Chelsea. Um, you're up first, Josh. What are you going for? B. So they've scored 
the same as Arsenal. And the only reason they're not an A is because of the lack of standout individuals that have really kind of punctured that those high, high point scores. Um, if Chilwell and James had been more available, as in didn't hadn't missed as many games as, as they have done due to injury or whatever reasons, then I think those those two could have really maybe propelled them to an A. Um, but as it is, I think the midfielders have just bounced around. If Mount was available as well for the whole season, maybe he could have propelled them because he's been great when he's been playing. Um, Lukaku, massive disappointment. Havertz and Werner, just what they're doing. Um, so, yeah, great assets, but there's, again, too many of them and not enough like focused, good FPL assets. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, I've gone with B as well. Boring. Uh, yeah, their defence is the reason they're getting this B, isn't it? I mean, Mendy's been good. Rudiger's been very good. And as you say, the Chilwell, the James and the Alonso kind of merry-go-round with them has been has been great. They've probably got an A, actually, as you say, if James and Chilwell had just stayed at rock-solid positions. You know, they'd be rivaling Trent for, for high-scoring defenders, probably. But yeah, as you get forward in the team, it gets a bit more murky, like you said, with, you know, we don't really know what the best 11 is. Lukaku would have been the one. We all got him in when he signed and he, he's disappointed largely. Now recently come out with that nonsense about wanting to go back to Inter. And yeah, yeah, they have been good though. They have been good. Um, and definite assets there from, from an FBI perspective. So yeah, it's, it's got to be a B. It's got to be a B. And I'd probably tally that with their season so far in the real world. Probably give them a B for that as well. Brilliant. Brilliant. Good. Quick one, Chelsea, then. Crystal Palace. Over to you, Josh. Josh, boy. Yeah, over to me. So I've gone with a B for Palace. Uh, so again, similar to my reasoning behind some of the others in terms of what I expected of them compared to what they've delivered. So yes, they haven't scored as many points as the Chelsea assets, but the couple of standouts they've had, I'm thinking mainly Gallagher has kind of been a completely not what we, I didn't expect to have a Palace asset in my team at all this year in the slightest. Um, but for people that have gone with Gallagher and jumped on Edward at the right time as well, that's, that's paid off for them. Um, and they've had some cheap, good defensive performances like Anderson. If you had him for a while, he did well, I think. And um, Guaita in goal. So, yeah, um, yeah, I've yeah, I've gone with B because yeah, I think they're good. I think the Gallagher is Gallagher's one of you know if you've got a team in the temp if you've got a player that's in the template, pretty much you're having a good season. I think as an FPL bundle of assets. Um, so yeah, I've gone gone B. What have you done for Palace? I've gone C. I've been a bit harsher. Ooh, um, okay, I can see. I can see why. Go uh, on. Thank you. Um, mm. And yeah, the reason why is I think Gallagher's back is sore from carrying that team from an FPL perspective. I think mm. outside of him, although some assets have kind of shown themselves to be options, they've been streaky, like massively streaky, and I think they're the kind of assets where you'll have good memories if you've owned them during the good streak and you'll have terrible memories if you brought them in 
after you know their run of cleans or whatever so i jumped on mitchell for example for like a couple of games when i thought oh you know they've been all right and he just did nothing so obviously i've got a bad memory because i had him at a bad time um and i think that was probably maybe the case for you know, even the benteke or edward owners as well when they were rotated round and sharing minutes so i think the only one who's been like, everyone's kind of got positive like memories of, of of owning him or other people have thought i'd want him if they don't own him has been gallagher everyone else has just been like you haven't been burned too much if you don't own him if you have owned him half the chances you didn't get points when you when you owned him anyway yeah yeah i know you've been i'm actually just comparing the brighton assets to the palace assets because i gave brighton a c and palace a b and they are they almost tally they, they, they completely mirror them in almost every area. So um, Guaita and Sanchez, almost the same points. Morpé and Eduard, very close. And then Trossard and Zaha uh, are very close as well. But then Gallagher is on the ninth, is, is 30 points ahead of any of those. So I think the, it is the Gallagher factor yeah. that elevates them above a Brighton as a who are a C for me. Um, but I see what your your infamous C plus could easily apply to Palace, I think, Josh. C plus plus. Yeah, C plus plus. There you go. Coding. Um <laughs> good, yeah. Palace. I mean, yeah, a fun. I think I've given them a B because of the fun factor and the unexpected factor. Um, because they've they've been a bit of a breath of fresh air, and it must be great being a palace fan after kind of years of Roy Hodgson pragmatism. Yeah. Having Vieira must be a fun ride. So it's exciting. There we go. Cool. Uh okay, Palace done. Everton up next, Josh. The Toffees. Uh over to you. Gave him an F. Another F. The F Another stamps out again. F out. Um twofold really for me. One, the exciting assets that we, we thought would bring back points, the Deans, the DCLs, you know. Hamez at the beginning of the year, for example, terrible. Like for not for their all their own fault, you know. DCL has been injured, nothing you can do about that. Hamez, manager changed, didn't want to be a part of it anymore. And Dean has just not been able to do it in, in a poor performing team, really. Um, I know there's a couple of players like the Townsend and Grays who have been there, but nowhere near consistent enough. And I think we look at them with rose tinted glasses because when you look at their overall point score, they're not like above tr the Trossard significantly, for example. So they're not yeah. like really a high point scoring and nowhere near the Gallagher's. So um, yeah, it was just massively disappointing from where we thought they could be from last year. So F. Yeah. Yeah, I've gone F as well. I think they're so... The disappointment, like you say, it's the disappointment factor. Like if they're... <clears throat> excuse me if they'd been a Burnley and performed like this we might have been a bit kinder on them but I think you do have to factor in the disappointment factor because factor in the factor you do have to factor in the disappointment because we jumped on people would have jumped on these assets much more than they would a Burnley for example and so that goes against their that goes against their score because if you did jump on a Richarlison or yeah, a grey or a Townsend where they weren't firing for big spells, then then they've burned you a lot harder than a Burnley would, who you would have just avoided. So yeah, I think an F is is fair because they're the money they've spent, the players they've got, 
only DC, I think if DCL had stayed fit, that would have rescued them um, both in FPL terms and in, and in real world terms, but, but he hasn't missed that penalty the other day. Richarlison flatters to deceive. Decore, a bit injured as well, could be good, but a bit injured. And yeah, they're defensively, they've been absolutely atrocious, haven't they? Really, really, yeah. really bad. Um, you know, if there was a double game week with just Everton in, I would, I'm not sure I'd get any of their players, bar DCL. That's how bad they are. Um, yeah, buck up your ideas, Everton, if you're yeah, watching. Boys. Okay, we're not impressed. So, next up, Leeds. Leeds, Joshy you, boy. You just over to me. I've gone D with Leeds. Um, yeah, gone D because again, D for disappointing. Again, Leeds, really, really bad. This could have been an F actually. Thinking about it now, because and it's again, it's that one man factor of Rafinha that's kind of saves them from complete obscurity. Uh, similar to Everton, unlucky that their main striker's out and the defence, the kind of fun factor of Leeds that was there last year is completely gone and now that's gone over to Crystal Palace and now Leeds just look like they're floundering um, not interested at all in any defensive asset or their goalie who I do quite like as a player but don't rate him and yeah it's just the Rafinha show he's been, for large parts he's been brilliant um, not much more to say for me on Leeds Josh what did you make of him? Yeah also gave them a D um probably for two reasons trying to think about it now Rafinha being one bit of a shining light for them I owned him personally for big parts of the season so far and he was great um the kind of player that returns when you just don't really expect them to because the team's been so bad but he just continues to do well and just you know got good memories of Raf good memories forever um and the other one is probably pity because I think (laughs) after last year they were the feel-good team, as you said. Like everyone had a bit, a bit of a soft spot for Leeds. Um, so much excitement in the game. So maybe this is the subjective part coming in, but I just want to see them like they were last year. And I think I saw some some stats being tweeted that you know the chances created are comparable this year for Leeds compared to last year. The difference is in our Bamford. Um, mm. So you know they haven't had someone who's going to be put putting them away consistently. So um, yeah, they've just been shot with injuries. So I think pity. It would have been a, an F. Yeah. They get marks for effort, don't they? It's like in exams when they say, show you're working out. Because even if you get the wrong answer, you'll get like partial credit for the working out. So Leeds have got that. They haven't got the final answer right because they're doing awful. But the working out is there. They're sticking to their guns. They're putting the effort in, but not yielding the results. They forgot to carry the two or whatever in the in the sum. Working out is gibberish. And um, make any sense. The working out's yeah, <laughs> baloney. Oh, I hated showing my working. I hated showing my working out on exams. Yeah, never bothered. It just is. Never bothered and underachieved as a result. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Leeds. Again, unlucky guys. We love you, but book up your ideas a bit. Come on. Uh, the next L is Leicester, Josh. Oh, it's me. Um, it's up to you. Gave them a C. Cool. They've got some exciting assets, and I think Madison, for example, is one that jumps out, and Vardy are the, probably the two for me that have returned enough points for you to look and say, oh, maybe they deserve more. But the streaky nature of their points and 
the disappointment compared to the potential points that they could have got this year. Defence has been shocking. I've maybe thought that they were going to get some more points. I know they've had injuries throughout the year, but um, I think they've over, un, sorry, they've underperformed overall um, those assets. So that's why they get a C. Um, and I'm not confident about their assets for the second part of the season, if I'm honest as well. So I think they'll continue to disappoint. So I'm not really looking to own any Leicester players at the moment. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I've also given them a C. They've had, they're the streak, they're just the streaky team, aren't they? If you catch them in a streak, we say it, I feel like we say it every week, you catch their right player in one of their streaks, then they're one of the best assets you can have, like a Madison or a Vardy, like you said, or Tielemans earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Lookman looks good at times. Barnes can be explosive at times. It's just you just don't know when it's going to be. Uh, and yeah, Vardy is reliable, isn't he? He's just that not. I've always had it with Vardy where I just don't want to pick him for whatever reason. He just doesn't quite, he's always a bit too expensive or goes through those barren spells. I think I've just been burned with him in the past when I bought him in, he's done nothing for weeks. And then, you know, that that personal bias you get with the player that that's really hard to shake. Um, and defensively, they've been poor, really. I mean, Schmeichel's probably kept them in a lot of games and, and spared their blushes a lot of times. But yeah, you know, the likes of Pereira and Castagna just doesn't seem that good anymore. He swear he was really good when they first got him, but he's done nothing for a long time. And yeah, I think defensively they struggle. So, and that probably affects the confidence of the rest of the team. So yeah, fully concur, Josh. Another agreement there with Leicester. Great. Yeah. Good to see we both agreeing. No, that, was, that, was that was straightforward. The agreement part, yeah, that was a straightforward one. Uh, probably another straightforward one. Less, uh, not Leicester, just Dunham. Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool, Josh. Is there any room for criticism here? What, what of? Uh, oh, it's me, isn't it? Sorry. I was just about to say I can't remember whose go it is. I think I'm it is sure me. You I'll go with me. Is there any I'll room just... for uh... <laughs> yeah? <laughs> the question. Yes, loads. No, there's there isn't really. I've gone with an A because even though maybe their defense isn't quite as good, they've sort of they've countered that balance with just how good their attack is. And of course, yeah, Mo Salah having the best season of any FPL asset ever in the history of FPL so far. Um. Yeah, I can't remember a time when there's just been such a such a weight on a perma captain as, as Salah this season, and and the players around him having great seasons too. With Jota, even Mane, a bit streaky but but good. Trent's back to his best. So yeah, as an FPL manager, they're the dream team. So yeah, FPL wise, perfection from me. What about you? Yeah, agree with that. I've given them an A as well. I think they're the only team that you would say consistently throughout the season, we've said double or triple. You need to Mm. to have at least a double. And you can't say that for any other team. And the beauty of it as well is you know exactly. It picks, their assets pick themselves almost. Um, So I think, you know, everyone should go with Salah. And then the trend is, we're talking about that kind of another premium, but not with that top, top premium price. And then you just pick and choose who your third, third spot is basically out of out of whoever you think is doing well at, at that point but you know the highest xg in the game so far and i think the city have beaten them in terms of actual goals scored but there's not much between those two teams and i just think all of that 
in terms of Liverpool go through the same players and that's the difference between the two teams like you could put so much faith in your assets the Liverpool assets so much confidence going into a game week it's, yeah. it's insane really yeah it's great long live those Liverpool FPL assets have been good <laughs> Uh, moving on to the M's, Josh. We've got Man City up next. Over to you. That's me first. So top of the league. A, top of the league. It seems harsh to be giving them a B because I think I'm right in saying they're the top goal scoring team and they've conceded the least amount. So top performing in the league table. But as we said at the beginning, this isn't about the league table. This is about FPL and. Pep Roulette plays its part again in the fact that they've just got so many good assets, haven't they? Um, even I've been burned a couple of times this year with you know Diaz seems one of the only ones last year that was not really getting rotated. He's been rotated quite a bit this year. Um, well, compared to that, I think it's only actually twice, but still, that's quite a lot when you pick them purely for their ability to not be rotated um so yeah it's just they're just an impossible team to try and pick and i think the turmoil you believe we've you mentioned earlier on the year of if you pick their asset then you're just sweating on whether they're going to be in the starting lineup the game's got to be fun and they take that little bit off it so it's an a to a b for me yeah, very well put, man. I'd I'd echo it. I've gone for B as well because, yeah, the Pep Roulette just, just scuppers them. And gone are the days when you had Aguero there or even the nailed midfielder like KDB. I know he's sort of coming back now, but he's not quite what he was. And, yeah, back in the Aguero days, they were, they were at that Liverpool level this year of you've got to have Aguero in your team. He'll always start captain him. Um, and even that defence this year hasn't been... You know, you've you've been doubled up with them, haven't you, most of the season? And it hasn't yielded amazing fruit. Like you, they've kind of got you through, not with clean sheets, but with attacking returns, even Diaz and and Cancelo, obviously. So good assets still. Definitely Cancelo is a brilliant asset. But yeah, just those midfielders. You can do well, like our good friend Danny has done really well. He got on Bernardo Silva early for his run, and then he got on Mares early for his run. But I'm not saying that's luck, Danny, if you're listening, but it's a very risky play and it's a bold play and you deserve to do well from it. But it's too it's too stressful for me to 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 recommend, you know. Um yeah, and they're the best, they're where the goals come from is those rotating spots. And those are where the FPL points come from, aren't they? So it's really frustrating. Yeah, especially at the moment, as you said, because they don't have their front line changes every week. It's impossible to predict. And I mm. thought you were going to get some more Bernardo bashing in there because I know when you brought him in for that, what has he got taken off at half time in the, <laughs> the seven? They just I think they scored 18 goals in a row without him being involved in one <laughs> after I got him in. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> I thought you were going to give him a C just for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets a C. No, he's, I mean, yeah, he's having a great year in the. For that, and he's he typifies them, doesn't he? Like just that yeah. amazing spell where he's the best player in the game, and then five or six games with nothing because he's rotated or moved or whatever. Yeah, Man City, just a fickle mistress of a team, aren't they? Fickle, fickle mistress. They really are. But the other side um, of Manchester, Jack, mm. um, are you going to use this opportunity to United bash? Please do. Oh, uh, 
Manchester United. <laughs> yeah, I've given them a D. They're getting a D for me, Josh, because very disappointing, really. I think a lot of people tipped them to properly challenge for the title this year. You know, they they did pretty well last year. Obviously, we're miles off the title itself, but with the best of the rest. And then they signed Varane and Ronaldo um, and someone else. Good, didn't they? Who else they signed? Someone else good. And Sancho. So how they're not, how they've gotten much worse than that is great, is baffling really. Um, And yeah, the D is there because some of their players have got points in parts, but they're so expensive, their players, that similar to the Everton F we gave, people will have jumped on them and people love buying my new assets because they're they're the most supported team. So they've really been disappointed. Even Ronaldo has been disappointing, I would say. He has scored. He hasn't been a flop or anything. And he's probably been their best player, I would say. I know he gets a lot of the um, criticism. Um, and yeah, he's got 82 points, which is decent, but that's it really for me in their team. Um, Bruno's been a big disappointment by his standards. Greenwood, who was meant to kind of be the one this year before Ronaldo got signed, has been completely marginalised. Sancho, biggest disappointment of the season, signing-wise, I would say, um, across any team. Rashford looks completely out of sorts. Cavani's getting benched when he probably should start. Marshall's obviously leaving. And then the defence is a complete joke. I mean, De Gea's, the, sorry, De Gea's been their best player, I would say. Um, and yes, yeah, De Gea and Ronaldo, the reason they're not getting an F. Uh, because, yeah, they're a, they're a nightmare, FPL, I think. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts on them. What did you give United, Josh? Well, after hearing all of that, I'm a bit annoyed at myself. I gave them a C. Oh, generous from a Liverpool I think, fan. I know. I think, but I think you're right because I, I look. I was swayed by the numbers. So, like, you're right. Like, Ronaldo's on the eight, eighty-seven points. I think yeah. even um, Bruno Fernandez is on like seventy something. Um, but when you actually, as you said, break it down, consider their price. Mm. That's just not good enough it's nowhere near good enough and um the annoying thing is the ownership isn't it because their fan base as well is you get kind of almost dragged into considering a player i think maybe the, one of the reasons why i've bumped the d to a c was in a year of such poor forwards ronaldo's maybe been one of the ones only ones outside of the Watford boys and and Antonio that's given any kind of consistency of threat and he didn't play the first three games but since then he's had a lot of minutes so I don't think that's any any justification but yeah I think my looking at it after your comments I think my C is very generous um, mm. so yes yeah. it's a weird one isn't it because it's just like their real life world there for the money they cost they should be smashing it and for the FPL price they are, Ronaldo and Fernandez especially, they should be smashing it and they're not. Um, the only guy that's done it really for them is Harry Maguire. I think he's class. He's amazing, yeah. He's a game in your team's captaincy. How could we forget? A, he's an A. Uh, yeah, yeah. Joke of a... I mean, it's like, it is the... Oh, they are awful. 
for that for what they cost. They really are. They need to sort out, don't they? Basically, they just need to sort yeah. Out. I hope they don't. I hope they don't. But they do, <laughs> they do need to. Um, cool. That was Man United. On to Newcastle, Josh. The takeover. Just signed Kieran Trippier. Um, yeah, great it looks actually. like which is cool. Uh, what have you given them? Yeah, pantomime villains. I've given them an F. Um, I just even Sam Maximan, who we all love, mm. just can bring that F into, into anything above an F. They're just yeah. so disappointing. The performances are so poor that you just can't pick anyone from that team. Even Max Sam Maximan at the beginning of the year, we're thinking could be there, but the more minutes we we saw of Newcastle, more we turned our heads away from their assets. I think they've given us nothing to go with. So, yeah, not wanted really anyone and probably will not want anyone going forward. I mean, unless they buy someone insane in January, but even then, I'd wait and see. So, yeah, just uh, rubbish. But what about you? Yeah, they're rubbish. Yeah, I love some Maximan. I think in a good team, he would do really, really well. Um, but yeah, they've been really bad. You'd think the takeover might have spurred them on a bit, but it hasn't. And there's no one I'm looking at FPL-wise in their team, not a single player. So yeah, Callum Wilson's too injured to, to yeah. consider. Um, if he was fit all the time, he would be a consideration, and especially with the, the lack of strikers. But yeah, yeah, don't need to dwell on Newcastle. There enough. Maybe Trippier will, will come into our thinking, but until then, first half of the season, a solid F. Uh, speaking of Fs, Norwich up next. Uh, yeah, I've given Norwich an F. Um, I've actually, they've been disappointing, really, because you look at them and they they were the they were won the championship like well ahead of the Brentfords of the world and Watford, and yet. They've been pathetic um, this year. Cantwell's barely featured. I don't know what's going on. I don't know enough about Norwich to know if he's been marginalised or injured or what. Um, we had high hopes for him. Pookie's just had little glimpses and then just completely faltered. Um, a few people brought in the the Chelsea boy, didn't they? Um, Gilmore, he's been poor. And... Yeah, there's just not a lot to love, is there, with Norwich? What did you give them? Also gave them an F. There's yeah. just nothing there. I mean, consistently an F. <laughs> like, it's terrible. Not, you're looking for reasons for them not to be so given bad. an F, but you just can't find them. They really are them. awful. If Pookie was 4.5 mil, maybe As a third they'd striker, clamber maybe. up into a D. But, yeah... yeah. Not going to happen. Sentimental value for the good times. Yeah. The team. Um, but yeah, let's just not dwell on that. I think that's pretty clear what that, what that is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so after Norwich, we have got Southampton. Josh, where did you Six. go for them? I gave him a D. And I don't know if that's... Probably, it is right. I'm, I was just... The more I looked into it, I, I felt there are... St- there's starting to be some reasons now to maybe give them a little bit more. So I think mm. for a big part of the early part of the season through to, you know, kind of game 15 or, or even past that, it was Livermento and no one yeah. else. 
and that's great so that immediately gives him a little bumper but i feel like recently there's probably two more figures who have come out and said you know they could be pickable and ward prowse has done all right recently um bagged a couple of goals and brozier mm. although you look at his overall points and you say he's got 50 he's got 50 something points or whatever you're like, oh, that's not that impressive when you compare to others to other strikers. But when you look at his price point and how many minutes he's played this year, that conversion rate actually is impressive. So Ronaldo's played like 1,300 minutes. Brozier's only played like 700. And he's got, Brozier's got 50-something points and Ronaldo's on 80. So, you know. Brozier for the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing about that is a lot of Brozier's returns have come recently, more more recently. Mm. So you, it's not like they've been one return, then three blanks, and then one big return. Like, I think he's building up form, maybe. That's what it feels like. So, um, so yeah, that's the only reason why we're starting to think maybe they could have something more. But I think a D is right for me. But would you agree? I would agree. Also a D for me. Yeah. I think, yeah, for the reasons you've said, Livramento is, he was, he was Al Lundstrom, wasn't he, for a little bit. He, he isn't as, it's just because he was so cheap, wasn't it? Was he four? He was four mil. Um, and he was starting, he was a starting four mil player for a not awful team. So he was a dream, an FPL dream. So yeah, great. But the rest of them, um, I mean, I'm less positive about the likes of Ward Prowse. I mean, he's one who at 6.3 mil, there's a lot better for cheaper out there. Um, in the Arsenal boys, in Gallagher, etc. Because he just, he can have a game where he whips into brilliant crosses and a brilliant free kick, but the rest of the time doesn't seem to do that much, I would say. Um yeah, he's got 70 points for the season. I mean, yeah, I mean, a massive sea of twos and three pointers until recently. He's got nine, 13, and nine. So, yeah, he's in that little streak, isn't he? Uh, but at all, a really bad season from him up till that point. And, and yeah, they're strikers. I agree. Brozier does look good. Um, but you just don't know who's going to start out of Brozier, Adams, Armstrong, or Shane Long, even. He started the other day out of nowhere. So, yeah, the fact they're all on such similar points, Armstrong, Adams and Brozier is testament to that fact, I think, and makes them an, an unappealing FPL pick unless you're looking for Brozier on your bench, yeah. which isn't enough to bring them up from a D in my mind, um, which, which basically concurs with, with what you've said, I think. Uh, yeah, so sorry, Saints. Potential in Saints, but yeah, just not without Danny Ings. He's he was always the man, wasn't he? Big time, and now yeah. he's wasting time at Villa. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but yeah, the Saints, Saints. To the Spurs. Jack, mm, it's over to yeah, you now. Tumultuous season for Spurs. Uh, I've gone for a C with Spurs, but it could be a D. It could have been a D um, for because it's just been a disappointment really so far um, until relatively recently. I mean, the first 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 quarter of the year was an absolute disaster show um they obviously had the cane problem from the summer they had a rubbish manager in um and 
yeah, until Conte came along, it might have been an F, I think, until Conte had come along. Uh, but one man has just elevated them. Uh, and that man is Davidson Sanchez. No, that man is Young Min's son, who's have who's despite the trouble, has continued to have a brilliant year. Um, because he's just world class, isn't he? And he is a great underpriced Stephen asset, I would say, son. Um and Harry Kane recently has started firing again and yeah, seems to have got over that slump a little bit. Defensively, Regulon's been quite good, I would say. Not brilliant, but but definitely a were a, not a bad pick FPL wise. So, you know, they've covered the bases of a midfielder, a defender, and now a striker who are not bad picks now. So I think that warrants a C for them, despite the overall disappointment and inconsistency. What about you? Yeah, I mean, that all makes sense. I, I actually thought they were on the other end of the C bracket. So I was going to give mm. them a kind of C plus, like a strong C. Um, massive disagreement from us here, Josh. Big, massive, massive, massive dispute. dispute. Can there the pod go. continue? So that's, what's, that's what the viewers <laughs> Between a C and a C plus. That's, yeah. that's all you're going to get, viewers. That's all you're going to get. I'm walking, I'm walking out. I'm walking out. That's the rift. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, go on, convince yeah. me that they're, they're a high C, not a low C. So I get all your points about the disappointment. Kane, definitely that. That's a huge, huge disappointment. Although kind of we saw that come in because of the disgruntled employee thing. Um, mm. But the, the, the main reason I wanted to give them a good C was because it's been clear right from the beginning who you want to pick from them. Um, so apart from Kane, he was the kind of red herring a little bit. It was Kane's son, Regulon. For me, that's yeah. throughout the year, that's been it. Like no one else has really been considered. And you look at, apart from Kane, you know, when you look through their team in terms of Larissa, Lur- actually been all right. Um, the first um, month, you know, I had Son as well. He was, he was consistent. They were good that first month, weren't they? Um, before <laughs> before the sacking. Um, but Regulon's the best performing defender for them. Son's the best performing midfielder for them by, by a mile. Son's over 100 points. That's nothing to shirk at. Um, so I think, you know, those picks who were transparent from the beginning have done well apart from Kane and he's the one that a lot of people had doubts about anyway so I feel like if you went with the the Sun or the Regulon throughout the majority of the season you wouldn't you wouldn't have been disappointed fair um, the annoying thing is it's just they they haven't done apart from Regulon's probably done a little bit less like well that you'd like because he's missed a few games Sun really has been probably the real deal you'd say over this over the season this year so far um, and they're both kind of in that baby premium bracket i'd say you know like regulon's proved himself to be just the notch below the premium defenders i'd say um mm. and sun's proved himself to be a notch below the premium midfielders um but i'd say sun is giving the output of a premium midfielder no doubt regulon's probably true to form yeah that's fair yeah that's a yeah, fair point yeah i'm thinking i think maybe i'm conflating the that real world and fantasy world a bit because you're right. Son has been, I've weirdly now haven't owned Son this year though, FPL wise, because of, I think, because I was worried about their real life form, despite him sort of transcending it. Um, Do you know what it is as well? Is you're, you're a cane owner, aren't you? 
not right now. Not now, but you were for a period I was, of time. So yeah. you're just like, you know what? Spurs. Yeah, like, personal I pain. Year, I'd actually, I think I'd forget. That was in my subconscious, that, that little spell. I remember I got him and Mane and thought I was a genius because they were like super <laughs> differential. They're going to spur my season on and they both did nothing. Uh, but yeah, especially Kane did absolutely nothing. But yeah, yeah, you're right. There's probably some subconscious scarring there. But we can settle on a C for them, can't we? Because we both, yeah. that's the middle ground. Um, but definitely some good points made there, Josh, in favour of them. Um, moving on, we're into the last three Ws. So it's Watford. Watford FC in the limelight a bit this year. You're up. What did you give them? I've given them a C. And I think maybe a bit harsh. Cool. But I just feel like, again, this is, you could take this as a good point or bad point. Their assets have been clear, the ones that you want. I say relatively clear from the beginning. Um, I made the mistake, I think, of going for Kane and going with the stats over the, like, over the actual form. The points, actual points returned, I think, for Dennis. For King, so, was that? Yeah, yeah King. So I yeah. had King and didn't go Dennis. Yeah. Um, or I had Dennis for a little bit of them, but I had to get rid of one of them, so I chose to get rid of Dennis. And I feel like that's just been the one against me. Like, you know, I had to choose between the two of them, and that's been like a negative impact on me. Is they've Annoyingly, they've had two good strikers. You know, if they just had one, then you'd just pick that one, and then he'd be great. I should have just gone mm. with Dennis, and that wouldn't have been an issue. Um, the Saar thing, you know, he was great towards the beginning before he got injured. But apart from that, it's just there's, there's not a lot going on there, really, is there? I mean, like the goalkeeper thing, if Foster kept fit, maybe that could have been good. I had him as the backup, the cheap backup. He's great. But Backman now is, you know, 4.5. And he's it's not like a cheap kind of backup playing goalkeeper. So um, it's just Dennis, really, for me. If I don't think he's quite enough to carry them to a B, despite him being amazing, like the highest point scoring striker at his price. Um, but maybe I'm, you know, that's maybe I'm doing him a disservice. Yeah, well, fair point, because I have given them a B, um, yeah. a B for the Wasps. <laughs> um, but are they the Wasps? They are, aren't they? No, yeah. Hornets, Hornets. They're the Hornets. Sorry, yeah, the Hornets. Hornets. Close, close to. Sorry, boys. Cousin. Similar buzzing striped thing stings you. Uh, yeah, I've given them a B because they, because of the surprise nature of it. Like I think everyone had them as whipping boys, along with Norwich, apart from maybe Saar, who, as you said at the start of the season, was a good pick um, for a few weeks. Actually, it wasn't incredible. Actually, he got a few, got a nine pointer and a fifteen pointer. Uh, but quite a few blanks. But yeah, the Dennis factor, um, Dennis and King really have both done well. But yeah, Dennis being the top scoring striker in the game, like you said, for 6.1 million makes him sort of FPL royalty really at this stage. Um, And that, yeah, that's kind of what's elevated him to, kind of elevated the whole team. You said it yourself, it's the Dennis show with these guys. Um, but I think King has been a he's been reliable uh, or was for a little spell uh, kind of in the middle of the just after the first quarter of the season 
And I think if you'd gone with the, the Foster-Batman combo, uh, so a very, very good cheap combo, cheaper than a 4.5 and a 4.0 even, then, um, although Batman, sorry, Batman is 4.3 now, but he was 4.5, so yeah, it wouldn't have been. But if you'd gone with both of them, then you would have been all right because you would have had a playing keeper at least, uh, and Foster was doing all right for them. So yeah, I think because of the just sheer value in money and surprise factor, they've uh, they've got earned themselves a B stamp from me. But yeah, but I think it's a B C. I think there's not a lot in that B minus. B minus. B minus. Um, no, plus or minus is Jack. No, true, 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 true. <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting one, Watford, aren't they? They're interesting. They could collapse into an F. Or they could continue on. You just don't know the Ranieri team, do you? Yeah, but we're talking like, about now. This is the mid-season. I know. We are. Nice. We are. I'm just saying what I, I'm writing their little parents' evening report card saying what I expect to happen well, at the end where of... Where they could be. <laughs> you know, where you could be, what I expect from you at the end of term. Um, and I don't know. Is the answer. He's the, he, Watford's the wild kid who like occasionally draws a genius Mona Lisa piece of art in art class but then forgets his times tables in maths. He's that kind of crazy kid. After that, so. Yeah, it just goes on a meltdown Yeah, outside because someone steals his fucking ice lolly. Um, yeah. yeah, that's Watford. Uh, West Ham. So Yeah, this is back to, back to you. Back to it? me, yeah. Don't know why I paused, really. But yeah, West Ham. They have got my second A grade, Josh, Ooh. West Ham, for the year. Maybe it's recency bias because we're in a double game week with West Ham. But I just think that they, I mean, they're having a great year off the pit, off, off the fantasy on the pitch, which I know doesn't, doesn't matter, but they, that has translated into some great fantasy points. I think um, going back to the start of the year, Antonio was far away, the best striker in the game for a number of weeks. He had that massive dip afterwards. And it looks like he's coming out of it now. But at the start of the year, he was essential. Um, ben Rama at the start of the season was fantastic. He's got 89 points. Um, again, has had a little dip. But in his wake, if you like, Bowen has come up uh, and taken the mantle from him. And and he's having an absolute stormer of a season. Um, yeah, I mean, defensively, maybe... Maybe to get an A, you should have a player in every position. And in that case, they probably haven't got that defender. Kufal's not having as good a year as he did. And Johnson, super cheap, um, has stopped starting games, even though in the middle of the season, it looked like he was going to be the, you know, sitting alongside um, Livramento as, as an essential. But I just think for their prices, like for Bowen at 6.7 and again, Antonio at 7 point... Did he start season at 8 or 7.5? I think he was 7.5. For their prices, they've delivered incredible value um, for what what they are. And I think even like Fornals and Lanzini have been... um, have done quite well as punts now and then as well. So they've got that factor, got a bit of depth. yeah, I mean, if these points had been from Liverpool, they'd be getting a C if they were the price of Liverpool assets of sort of what we expected. But because it's West Ham, I think I've, I'm impressed with them. Yeah, maybe that's maybe it's a bit too generous, but I don't know. What did you give them? Yeah, I've been less generous. Um, I've given them a B, 
Because you're right. I, I agree. They've been they've they've given us greater returns than we ever probably could have dreamed of, especially at the beginning of the year for those assets. Um, and the good times were good, man. You know, you know those at the beginning, the Fornals, Ben Rama, Antonio. We were talking about like tripling up on the boys and just saying, you know, let's go hammers. I was going to buy a hammer's shirt, blow some bubbles sure. on the house. It was going to be great. Buy a hammer. And buy a hammer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably would have been cheaper than buying the shirt, actually. And you could have used it again <laughs> afterwards. Damn it. But what has really tainted it for me is that bit after the good times, the come down, mid, like, you know, that kind of, the mid, from where we are now in the season, that kind of middle part where then we were just stuck with these weights <laughs> of West Ham players in our team. For me, it was heavy hammers. Hammer. And every week I'd look at and be like, how the hell am I going to get this jump on my team? And that was a weight. That was a weight on my shoulders. Um, yeah, him and Antonio dipped, didn't they? They really did dip. Yeah, Antonio couldn't do anything for it. It no. went for that, like, he, he literally doesn't even have to try and all score to... Yeah. Oh, he's got good stats, but he's just not getting the returns. To oh, he hasn't. He, he's not even getting shots on target yeah. now. Like, um, and so the only reason I didn't give them an A because because I think there were periods of this season where you didn't want any West Ham assets. Yeah, um, it was weird because they were winning still in that time. Yeah. Like they were, but randomers were scoring for them, weren't they? Like Rice was popping up and Fornals and Lanzini and. Then Bowen started, so yeah, it was a weird, weird one. It was a weird. I think you're right. I think I'm. I think a B is probably fairer, man. Because yeah, from a fantasy perspective, yeah, it wasn't fun for a while. I think you're being like positive, and I'm being negative. Like the good times were good. You're the harsh the bad teacher. Times were annoying. So you're the harsh teacher, Josh. Um, the kids want their papers graded by me. I think. Yeah. Yeah. True. Mm, yeah. yeah. Good. Um. Oh, I thought we were done. But we're not. We've got Wolves left. The Wolves. The Wolverhampton Wanderers. That's, that's uh, Over yeah. to you. I haven't really owned a Wolves asset this year, I don't think. Um, I've given them a C because from past past couple of seasons, you know, we've got quite high expectations from Wolves. You know, they've had, they've had someone in the mix at any point of the season and last, you know, couple of seasons for sure you'd want at least one Wolves player I'd say be it a defender or you know when mm-hmm. Jimenez was doing well or um, Traore when he's in his hot streaks but this year I feel like they're they're kind of the third or fourth or you know maybe whatever pick defender down the line I just feel like they're they're filling up your team they're not they're not the backbone of your team they're just the kind of add-ons um, not terrible, but especially three. If it wasn't for the last three clean sheets in a row, I think they, you know, they'd be struggling to to get a C. But yeah, just a bit of meh for me. Yeah, same. I've gone C. I've got C with them for the, yeah. yeah, for the same reason. The defense has been phenomenal, frankly. Saar, I think Saar is a brilliant goalie. I think he's an upgrade of Patricio. Uh, even those five point one, he's he's still quite a good FPL buy, I think. And then, yeah, defensively, Sace or Cody or even Samedo now is kicking on after a slow start. They've all been really good because of those clean sheets. And Sace offers that goal threat as well. Um, it's just, yeah, the more forward you go forward in their team. And who who else are we talking about with that? 
that had that problem. Kind of Chelsea, in a way, had a similar problem of who are you buying attacking-wise? I mean, Matinho and Neves you don't want because they're not attacking enough. And, yeah, Traore is having an absolute shock in the FBL-wise, like abysmal as usual. And then Jimenez just hasn't quite his, his old self, is he? I would say he's still looking a threat. I mean, I watched him the other day, actually, in that Man U game, and he looked very off the pace, I thought. Um, so I think he's still, fair to say, he's probably still in recovery. Um, and then Huang kind of flirted with being good for a bit, didn't he? And then just went off the off the map. So, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a meh sort of... Almost, guys. Yeah, they've got five goalies. Wolves, it's crazy. Hmm. What are they doing? Um, but, yeah. Yeah, C, C is fair because of that brilliant defence and cheap as well. Cody is is brilliant and and Sace as well if you've got him. So yeah, fair, fair. So yeah, I think generally we agreed on a lot a lot of them, but you know there were some disagreements. <laughs> Sharkara listener, the yeah, there was no. We didn't have a, annoyingly. I was hoping for like a two grade gap Ooh. on one of them, but we never we didn't get one, did we? We didn't get one. Maybe we should have been stricter with the minuses and the pluses. And we would have had really a bit more to get yeah. a bit more variance in there, but we didn't. So, and we've recorded the pod now. So, so we're not going to go back. That's the You're end. Welcome. Yeah, that is the end of that. So, so there we are. That's every team graded at the halfway point by us. Exactly. And um, yeah, I guess we said at the beginning, didn't we? But we're going to wait till next week to release another pod ahead of, you know, yeah. game week 22. So we'll know more then because there's all kinds of stories flying around about which games are going to be on and, and the double potential and stuff. It's just far too early at the moment to even contemplate any of that. It is. Yeah. I mean, hopefully by the time we will wait long enough before we do the next pod that we have the double game week set in stone next week. Um, so our only tip now would be don't make any transfers or do anything until you see those double game weeks announced. Uh, and I'm a bit nervous. Josh, I don't really know what I'm going to do, actually. I haven't got a clue if I'll wild card or bench boost or whatever or, or nothing. I don't know. Do you have any kind of pre-plans? Um, depending, if there's doubles announced, I want to use, I still got my two free hits. So I will use a transfer going into the free hit. So it's a buy me a free transfer, basically. Mm. And then free hit afterwards. And then obviously I've kind of basically just earned a free transfer of knife before using it. Uh, hang on a sec. Doesn't... So I've got my one transfer to use between 21 and 22 now. If I make my transfer, confirm it, then use the I don't think hit. it does. I don't think Ooh. it does. No, so I don't think you'll that. get that transfer in. So if you say transferred Salah out for Sun and then, then free the hit, Salah would be back with you the next week. Sake. I oh, believe. That, that makes sense because of the algorithm. You can't do it in the same. Yeah. Back to the. Yeah, I thought I was being cheeky there. Sneaky, but... sneaky. Because people complain, don't they? Because you, if you've got two transfers to spend and you use your free hit, you only get one the next week, don't you? You lose one. So similarly, yeah. So it just completely resets you to to one transfer, and 
and none made. Yeah, it's a funny one. Well, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Dosh. So don't do that. Don't Tip do that. for listeners. I think if it's still lots of doubles and the team I've got isn't great, yeah, I'll probably take the free hit over taking hits. So, yeah, um, yeah, we'll see you then. We'll see indeed. All right, Josh. Well, we'll leave it there, shall we? And yeah, enjoy the FA Cup weekend. Enjoy the final double game week games. Uh, we'll be on. Give us a like if you're on YouTube. Give us a little tick of the odd thumb. Uh, yeah, even if you didn't like it, just like it. Subscribe if you liked it. If you didn't like it, don't subscribe, but like it anyway. That's my my plea. And give a new us a year plea in, in the comments. Give us a grade. <laughs> yeah. We've just graded. Give us a grade. Yeah. A to C. A well, to that's, C. That's opened up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. Cheers, Josh. Speak Cheers, soon. Jack. Take care.